It is 105 on a beautiful Sunday. We continue here. And uh, Lior in studio once again. The number 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. Lior at employmenthour.com for email. And anytime, one eight five five. We'll give this number out. The one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the one. We always start oh, lots of stuff to go this week. Ooh, we had an interesting uh, last couple of weeks uh, with a lot of stuff in the news, which we'll get to very shortly. But we always start with the week that was. Yeah. Well, let, let me tell you first of all about the morning that was. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, my my wife was telling me this morning. Uh, you know you. you you know, when you do the show today, you're going to be talking to yourself. No one's going to be listening. It's too nice out. So yeah. please, radio listeners, prove her wrong. Yeah. Give call us a us. call. Give us a shout here. I, I want to tell my wife, no, no, we're, we're popular. We have people listening to us. So, but let me start with the week that was. I always like to talk about a couple situations that uh, we saw this week, a couple cases that uh, you may find of interest because you may be in that situation. Now, as you know, John, we always talk about the fact that usually an employer can let an employee go for any reason Mm -hmm. as long as severance is paid. And that is generally true. But there are cases where the reason actually can matter and can matter a lot. So let me tell you about a couple of cases that I resolved uh, this week where the the reason the person was let go was of extreme importance. Uh, In the first uh, situation, it had to do with a paternity leave. So this gentleman had worked for the company for for a while, probably about 10 years, and he advised his employer about five months before his wife was due that at some point he's going to want to take about a four or five month paternity leave. Uh, As he's allowed to do, there's no question about that. Now, his employer was very clearly unhappy about that. They told him flat out, are you sure you want to do that? Is it a good idea? You know, it's going to impact the business. But he was adamant. Yes, I'm going to take my paternity leave. I want to spend time with my newborn. It's going to be my first child, so I want to do that. And obviously, it's his right. Now, again, this is a long-service employee. Mm -hmm. Stellar record, never had any problems. Shortly after he made it clear that he's going to take the paternity leave, he starts getting hassled about his performance. All of a sudden, his boss starts complaining about what he does at work. Uh, They send him letters saying you have to improve or else. So it's really coming out of nowhere. Uh, Now, this gentleman does his best to try to do what his employer is asking, to try to change things, to to make sure that he's not, uh, uh, you know, doing anything wrong. But again, wouldn't you know it, about a month before he's scheduled to take this paternity leave, he gets let go, okay? And the company is saying, we're going to let you go without cause and pay you severance, even though we think we had cause uh, because of all these bad performance issues. Well, here's a situation where obviously the reason, the real reason he was let go, at least what we believe to be the real reason, is extremely important because it's clear he's let go because he's going to take a paternity leave. Mm -hmm. And his employer was not happy about that. And his employer may have had legitimate concerns about how the business is going to continue with this gentleman being off for a few months. But all that said, he's allowed to take a paternity leave. And if he's let go because of that, that is a violation of the Human Rights Code. It's a violation of the Employment Standards Act. In other words, it's illegal. So even though they were ready to pay him severance, it wasn't enough severance, but that aside, they were ready to pay him severance. It still doesn't allow them to do that. So remember, if you're let go for a discriminatory reason, doesn't matter how much severance you get, it's still illegal. For this gentleman, it was a discriminatory reason. We were able to settle this case on very good terms earlier this week, uh, and he's able now to move on. But again, very, very bad move. So you, you, you don't... You don't mess if you're an employer with uh, you know pregnancy maternity leave paternity leave you let these people take those leave and and uh, and, and enjoy the time with their newborn babies okay 
The second situation, this gentleman that was a sales manager, and when he was hired, he entered into a pretty good deal with his employer. The deal was, other than his salary, he gets 10% of gross sales beyond a certain point. So, for example, he would get 10% of sales over $2.5 million a year. Now, usually, the sales would not get to the $2.5 million mark or maybe just barely get over it. So a bonus for him was not ever substantial. But in 2004, wouldn't you know it, the company had a really good year. And specifically, towards the end of the year, they had one sale that was worth over $400,000. So for 2014, sales would have been about $3 million, which would have translated to a bonus of $50,000. Nice. And you're smiling, you know where this is going. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you know it, shortly before the end of the year, the employer lets him go. They're saying, oh, we're just letting you go without cause, restructuring, and no reason. And, oh, by the way, because you're not employed on the date we were going to write you the check for the bonus, you don't get it. Because we want, we have a policy, they say, that you have to be employed on the date the bonus is payable to get the bonus. So, sorry, too bad for you. You, uh-huh. you lose out on the $50,000. Uh, no. He does not lose on that $50,000. That's absolute (laughs) nonsense. An employer does not have a right to uh, pick a favorable termination date to avoid complying with their legal obligation. Now, if they had a written policy that he signed before he started working that makes it clear that the employer can terminate even if a bonus is owing and that he has to be employed on the date in question, maybe they'd have an argument. That didn't happen here. So not only was this guy uh, entitled to his bonus, I'm going to consider what the employer did here to be conduct that's pretty bad. So Mm -hmm. that actually uh, ran the risk for the employer of them having to pay punitive damages to punish them for that just uh, underhanded uh, conduct. So we resolved this case on really good terms with this guy getting his full bonus and then some. So remember, in some situations, the reason can be very important. There's been a big uh, big case in very local news over the last uh, week or two that I want to get to after the break and dying to hear your opinion on this one would be the... uh, most educated opinion on it for sure. So we'll get to that. So stick around. In the meantime, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You can go to Lior at employmenthour.com for an email and one 821 5900 directly. This is the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. It is 112 and a gorgeous, beautiful Sunday afternoon on the uh, May 2-4 Victoria Day long weekend. We are live here in studio taking your phone calls and answering questions about employment law and everything under that umbrella. If you want to get a hold of us, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale or email question, leor at employmenthour.com. So this past week and a half, we've all heard about this uh, Toronto FC game and this uh, particular uh, expletive that, that the guys for some reason think is really comical to come and shout inside uh, a broadcaster's microphone. And in this case, it was my good pal, Sean Hunt, who used to be here at 640. She's got a brass pair. I love her. She's awesome. So she confronted this douche and said, here, what, like, why do you think that's funny? Why do you think that's proper? This guy ends up getting smoked out by Hydro One, right? Six-figure salary. Boom, Donnie's out the door. So give me your take on this whole thing. Yeah, and, and Hydro One makes it very clear. You know, we have policies about conduct and respect for others. You violated them. So we're going to let you go for cause. And you know, irrespective of what you think of this guy's conduct, and let's let's face it, I mean, come on, what what, what a really dumb thing to do, <laughs> big time, uh, really, really it's not dumb. funny. No, it's yeah, not. It's fun. not funny. It's not funny. There's really nothing, uh, no excuse for that. But th- putting that aside, the real question from a legal standpoint mm-hmm. becomes: Can Hydro One let him go for cause? Is what he did bad enough to justify a termination for cause? Now, I've spoken to quite a bit of people in the media, et cetera, over the last week about it. And, and what I've said, and I'll repeat it here, is no, in my opinion, that is not cause for termination. And, and there's the main reason for that is 
it's off-duty conduct. It's conduct that really has nothing to do with the workplace. It's not a situation where he's mistreating his colleagues, the people that he has to go to work with, and then the employer can say, well, wait a second, you've created an environment, a situation that's going to make it very difficult to employ you. That's not what this happened. Shauna Hunt has nothing to do with the workplace. She doesn't work for Hydro One. He's not going to have to deal with her in the workplace. That's number one. The uh, the other issue is the fact that he was not readily identified as a Hydro One employee. It's not like he was wearing a big sign or a shirt that says I work for Hydro One and a sign that says uh, my employer is Hydro One. So it's it's not a situation where someone's going to look at that video online and say, well, now I don't like Hydro One because they employ a, a, a jerk like that. That's not the case at all. In fact, the only reason we know that he worked for Hydro One is because Hydro One issued a statement later on saying he worked for us and we let him go. So because he's not, you know, this is not uh, something that he was doing on his uh, on his work time, he didn't identify himself as Hydro One. It's off-duty conduct. In my opinion, this is not just cause for termination. That said, as you know and as our listeners know, Hydro One can certainly let him go. Anytime a, they want. Anytime. On a without-cause basis meaning they have to pay him severance. So if Hydro One let him go with severance, which to my understanding, that's not what happened, but I could be wrong. But if they let him go with severance, this would be a legal termination. My concern is without severance, for cause, probably not correct. This may actually be a wrongful dismissal, despite what we may think about this guy's conduct. Yeah, that uh, that notwithstanding, you might think he's a complete moron. Yeah. It doesn't matter. From a legal standpoint, it's it, not cause. It's not. And, and so for this gentleman, I mean... Because of what he did, he's in a tough situation. Not, not only did he lose his job, six-figure job, but his name, his face has been all over the news, all over the media, online. Who's going to hire him? Yeah. You know, and then he, he's going to go for an interview. Wait a second, you're that guy from yeah. from TV. Yeah. It's going to be very, very difficult for him. So it's not a situation where he's going to necessarily go out and replace his job right away. Right. So you know, think what you will, but there's probably going to be some far-reaching uh, repercussions for this gentleman and his family because of what he did. It's not 1973, Chief. It's on the internet. It's yeah. out there forever. Forever. Right. Yeah, so maybe and, and think twice. All over the news, all over everything. So, you yeah, it's, it. a, it's a big big problem. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Alex, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Fine. Happy holiday. You too, pal. Um, my wife has been laid off, um, but they gave her a year's notice, and they've, they've done that to a lot of employees. Now, once she leaves work, is she entitled to severance on top of whatever she's supposed to get. So a a few questions, Alex. How long has she worked for the company? 19 years. 19 years? What kind of job? What does she do? Uh, She's uh, like a billing investigator. I see. It's interesting. And uh, how old is she? Going to be uh, 55 this year. Okay. One more question. Approximately how many people work for this company? Uh, At one time, 5,000. Now it's only maybe 3,000. Okay. And so... At a minimum, at a minimum, at the end of the the twelve uh, year, sorry, twelve months working notice, assuming she doesn't quit before then, she gets another nineteen weeks pay. So if nineteen weeks is, let's call that four months roughly, uh, so that would be a total of sixteen months. So that would really comply with their obligations towards her. Um, you know, between sixteen and eighteen months is what I would have assessed her at. But they would have to pay her at a minimum another 19 weeks pay, no matter what, even if she finds a job the very next day after the notice is done. The only way she would not get that, okay, is if she leaves, if she resigns before the end of that notice. 
if, if okay. that would be a resignation. But if she sticks it out till the end, they'd have to pay her, at a bare minimum, another 19 weeks pay. 19 weeks, eh? Yeah. Okay. So and there's nothing, like you're saying minimum. So if I were to call you, uh, you can get more? Well, if I'm your lawyer, it's going to be a heck of a lot more just because I'm that good. No, <laughs> in all seriousness, yeah, we may be able to do better than that. And I'd want to find out more about, about the industry she works in and about her compensation level. Those are all relevant factors. They may make this much more than 19 weeks, but it cannot under no circumstances be any less than, less uh, 19. than 19. So what I advise is when we get closer to that end, the end of that period, give me a call or have her give me a call. We can talk about it and I can give a more accurate assessment of what she's owed. Alex, that number is one 855 821 one 855 821 or simply Lee or L-I-O-R unemploymenthour.com.howdidyoucomeupwith19weeks.com.howdidyoucomeupwith19weeks.com.howdidyoucomeupwith19weeks.com.howdidyoucomeupwith19weeks.com.howdidyoucomeupwith19weeks.com.
But they okay. can say, remember, the general rule is that an employer can let an employee go pretty much for any reason so yes, long yep. so long as severance is paid. So as long as they paid you your full and proper severance, they could do that legally, even though I agree with you that would be unfair. In fact, to me, that would be just bad management, bad HR, bad business practices, but not illegal, actually. Now, Marie, how long have you worked there? Uh, it'll be two years, July. Two years? And what not kind of, long, yeah. What kind of job? Um, I'm receptionist, customer service. Okay, and, and, and how old are you, Marie? I'm 34. 34. So in your situation, you'd be looking at three to four months of severance is what you'd be owed, about about three to four months. If they, uh, Unless, of course, you sign an employment agreement that limits or reduces your uh, entitlements. So if they let you go tomorrow, uh, you know, unfortunately, I know that's not what you want, with three to four months pay, they would have complied with their legal obligations. Fair enough. I, I, they're not one to... This company does not let people go. They make what they do is they make it really hard for the person, so they quit. Yeah, <laughs> well, don't do that. No, that I don't yeah, want. Never you to do, do that. If you yeah. think that they're doing that to you, that's when I want to talk to you off air because we can do, yeah. deal with that and make sure that they don't uh, do that to you. But if they simply decide to part ways, as long as they pay, they could do that to you. Fair enough. All right, thanks, Marie. Appreciate the call. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six four. You are the employment terminator. <laughs> I love you. I love it. I love it, too. Great. Love it. Debra, you got a question? Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Uh, yes, okay. Um, my husband passed away just a little over a year ago, and he was working for this company for 45 years. Like, he was still working. He was 76 years old, and he was still working there uh, till the day he, he passed away. He died, Like, he worked, okay, say Tuesday. He died Wednesday. Wow. Yes, and they're trying to tell me that he had no pension, but he was paying into the group life, and and no, he had no benefits at all. That's what they're trying to tell me. Well, Deborah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if he had a pension. Obviously, I, I can't say. No, I guess. An employer does not have to provide a pension. I mean, some employers provide pension for their employees. Some employers do not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he had a life insurance policy, a group life policy, it's fine, that's, but that's different than having a pension. I, I, I really don't know what to tell you. Uh, potentially, you may be able, to, I mean, I, I think your, your account may know something about that because there would have been some deductions made. Uh, but uh, I mean, beyond that, I don't know what to tell you. He either did or he didn't. You know, they, he, they were taking deductions off of him for the group life. Right. To, to, like right up to the last week mm-hmm. that he but that, but that is different than pension. That, that's yes, group I, life is life insurance, of course. I understand that. And uh, then they told, like, they told me that he did have a pension. Like, he was a truck driver, and then he had a heart attack, so he became a security guard for them. He so, the guard you know what I would propose? Uh, the the uh, insurance company that he had the group life with, maybe it's a manual life or whatever it is. You may want to contact them and ask them about the pension because it, oftentimes the pension plan would be with the same insurance company or, or, or through the same provider. So you may actually want to talk with them about that. But beyond that, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you know, he either had a pension that he paid or that his employer paid or both paid to or he didn't. Uh, if if there was a pension, obviously you're entitled to collect under that pension. 
Uh, but I think you need to do a bit more investigating here. And there's no legal. Uh, there's no legal. Uh, it's, it, they cannot. You can, an employer doesn't have to offer pension. No, no. Some employers do. Some employers don't. Uh, you know, you're entitled to, if you retire to any amounts owed under the CPP. But an employer does not have to provide a private pension. A lot of employers do, of course. We'll start on this one as we, I mentioned uh, when we came back from the break. Things your employer won't tell you about the workplace rights, but we will. Big one right here. You don't have to sign an employment agreement. Uh, if you already are employed. Yeah, and a right? very common situation. We've addressed that already on the air a few times. So here, here's, let me paint you that picture. When this happens, you're employed, everything goes well, is going well, you've been with the company for a while, uh, and then all of a sudden the employer says, well, we need you, or maybe we need everyone, to sign new employment agreements. Uh, and you present it with a document. Oftentimes it could be a long document. Sometimes there's language in it you don't understand. Mm-hmm. But even if you do, the question then becomes, well, what do I do about it? Can I tell my employer no? And what happens if I do? Well, let me say this. There's, all, there's a reason why an employer is asking you to sign an employment agreement. And the reason is not to benefit you. It's to benefit the employer. An employer is not going to ask you usually to sign an employment agreement that makes the terms better for you. It's just not going to happen. No. Uh, it's because there's something in that agreement that's good for the employer. And often, let me tell you exactly what that is, often it's a term in that agreement that allows them to let you go with reduced severance. So maybe you're today, if the employer lets you go, you're owed 10-month severance, just as an example. If you sign that agreement, potentially tomorrow if you're let go, now you're only going to get eight weeks of severance. Huge difference. Uh, so, so that's a problem. The reality is you don't have to sign an agreement like that. There's no legal obligation. You can say no. And in some situations, you're better off doing that because if you're going to lose your job, you want to lose it not having signed that agreement than having signed it. We can talk more about it after the break. We will. We'll take a short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lior's number directly is 1-855-821-5900. You can email as well, Lior at employmenthour.com. More of the Employment Hour on the way on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. Yeah, give us a call, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. I know you're in the dock, you're chilling out, you got a wobbly pop, you're like, I'm not picking up a phone. No, do it, it'll be good. It'll be worth your while. Uh, talking about things your employer won't tell you about the workplace rights, but we will. We uh, got into the discussion just before the break about uh, signing an employment agreement midstream in employment. Now, you said sometimes, shockingly, it would be better just to say no and take your severance without signing the document. So, well, I'm going to lose my job. I, I, I was thinking I was going to work here for another 20 years. Why right. would I do that? Well, first of all, let me make it very clear. Refusing to sign a document like that is not cause for dismissal. So the employer mm-hmm. cannot let you go for cause. But here's what I mean by some cases it may be better not to sign. So if you sign this agreement, and by virtue of signing it, if what happens is the employer can let you go the next day, the next year, whatever it is, and pay you a heck of a lot less severance, well, if that's what the employer is trying to do, isn't it better to lose your job not having signed that agreement and get your full severance? So use an example. I I don't sign the agreement. Uh, The employer says, well, I'm going to let you go. I'm owed my full severance. Let's say that's 10 months pay. Great. I take that. That's fine. If I sign the agreement and next year my employer lets me go, and the employer says, ah, now I'm letting you go because I have this agreement that you signed. Well, the problem with that is if that agreement limits the severance, it's possible then that I'm only going to get eight weeks of severance. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, by signing that agreement, I lost an eight months of pay. Uh, that's just one example, but a very common situation. But the bottom line is this. You should never sign anything, certainly not an employment agreement, 
before having a lawyer review it. Because when I review it, I may tell you, you know what, this agreement is actually fine. You can go ahead and sign it. Don't worry about it. Or I can tell you, here's why I don't think you should sign it. You should never sign something without fully understanding what it does, what it means, and what it says. If you do decide to sign it, um, don't you have to get something for it? Yes, and to, to, to make it enforceable, it's not enough for the employee to sign it. So the employer comes to the employee, employee, I want you to sign this employment agreement. Oh, guess, okay, I'll sign it. For that actually to be legally enforceable, the employer would have to give the employee something in return for it, uh, a, a pay raise, a signing bonus, an extra vacation day, something hmm. that the employee otherwise would not be entitled to have. If the employee just signs a new agreement in the course of employment, in most cases, it's not going to be enforceable. So keep that in mind. Going to get to more of these uh, things that your employer won't tell you about your workplace rights, but we will. But first, I want you to read an email you just got. Yeah, so uh, effectively, I got a, well, just now during the break, an email that says, uh, I've been working for a company for 33 years. I've been just let go for, sta- for, for taking, the, the word is, uh, a case of toilet paper, a uh, container of toilet paper. And do I get severance? So real email. And, um, the I think question, it's like, it's, it, you know, it's a crappy situation. Hell, but it seems so insignificant. So they're probably thinking, no, I can't get fired. That's probably what they're leading yeah, to, it's right? A, you know, it's a few rolls of toilet right. paper. What's the big deal? Over 33 years, yeah. Right. And, and, and I, I agree with you. Uh, termination may seem disproportionate in this case. Yes. But the law does treat these cases very carefully because ultimately, if you take something that doesn't belong to you, well, we call that theft. Now, there's minor theft and there's major theft. This is not a situation you broke into the safe and stole. But again, if you're taking something that belongs to the employer, even if that is not necessarily worth a lot, the employer can say, well, wait a second, you stole from me. How can I continue to trust in you? Today, it's a box of toilet paper. Tomorrow, it could be something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fundamental to our relationship. I can only employ people that I trust. It's not like I'm sitting watching over you 24-7. I need to know that, number one, you're going to do your job, but more importantly, that you're not going to hurt my, myself, my business. So in, if it's theft, usually it's going to be caused, John, even in this case after 33 years. Now, that said, if there's a practice established that with these minor things, people can take stuff home, you know, maybe there's stuff laying around that no one cares about they take home, or these things have been done before mm-hmm. and no one really cares about it too much. In other words, the employer has condoned that type of behavior. That would be very different. The employer can say, well, up until now I was fine with it. Now I'm not, so I'm going to let you go. They can't do that. So I I Hmm. need a bit more background to say, but it is quite possible. Even after 33 years, we're taking some toilet paper that probably is only worth a few dollars. That could be cause. And imagine the severance you're you're missing out on. Yeah, after potentially two years pay. Yep. Very, very unfortunate. We're talking about things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we will. You love this one, the old temporary layoff. Yes. You, and not only will your employer not tell you the truth, which I'm about to, but your employer is often going to tell you, well, we're gonna, we, we are going to do it. We're allowed to do it. So the idea behind a temporary layoff is that the employer maybe is – the business is slow, and they'll say, well, we're not letting you go, employee. We're just going to put you on ice for a while. We're going to put you on ice. You're going to go home. You're going to be on a layoff temporarily, and we hope in a month, two months, six months, we're going to be better off financially, and we can bring you back. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, keep Hold on tight, and then we'll get back to you. Well, here's the reality. We've talked about this on the show. A temporary layoff is a termination. By laying you off temporarily in most cases, unless there's a past practice or you sign an agreement that allows them to do that, that's a termination. So by doing that, they owe you severance. They don't actually have a right to lay you off temporarily. 
So if you've been laid off temporarily, you have a choice. Number one is you can decide to wait at home and see, hopefully the employer calls you back, fine. Or you can say, no, I'm going to treat that as a termination and require you, the employer, to pay me severance now. Uh, and, and our relationship is over. You have that choice. A temporary layoff is not something an employer has an ability to impose on you. What is the risk if you do say, uh, you know what, okay, I'll, I'll bide my time and hopefully you bring me back? Well, other than having no income, what's the risk of saying that? Well, the, the risk is this. So in the meantime, you don't have any income. But if your employer does bring you back and you go back to work, the risk becomes that now they've gained the right to do it again. There's a, there's a precedent set. So in a month, in a year, if they want to do it again, they can. And at that point, you won't be able to have Oof. the option to say it's a termination. At that point, you, can, you have to accept it. So now potentially this can happen every single year. So you have to be very careful in accepting a temporary layoff because you're, it's just a recipe for disaster potentially. Can you imagine every year being laid off for three or four months? Most people aren't going to survive. Outside of seasonal work where that's kind of understood, right. it's, it wouldn't be a good practice. Yeah. No, no. We're talking about situations where it's understood that a job is consistent, it's full-time, there is no right to lay off temporarily. Get to some emails and more of our topic this hour, which is things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we divulge them here on the Employment Hour. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and Lior at employmenthour.com. More of the show coming up. Talk Radio, AM 640 and AM 900, CHML. 416-870-6400, yeah, star 640 on cell is the number 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior directly. Go to the phones, as we like to say. Peter, how are you? Good, how are you today? Okay, what's your question, my friend? Uh, I was at work, and I got arrested during work, but not work-related, and uh, I got suspended indefinitely. Okay. First, he said I was fired, and then... uh, I went back to him. He goes, no, you're suspended indefinitely. Can you do that? Uh, suspended pending what? He didn't say pending anything. I'm, I'm assuming pending court, but that's going to be like, uh, oh, it's going to be at least 15 months before court comes. Can you give me some more background in terms of what actually happened? I want to understand how, if it's related to, to work. Okay, well, I drive for a living. Yes. And uh, people come in and out of my vehicle because uh, I do a service. Yep. So somebody jumped in my truck. And we get pulled over by the police. The guy has drugs in his pocket. Wow. So they arrest both of us. I see. So, so your, your position, of course, is these are not my drugs. It's the That's other right. guys. It just happened to be in my vehicle. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, certainly, and in, 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 I guess the police feel otherwise, and ultimately you're going to go to court and figure out what's what. Correct. Okay. So in, in this situation, I, I can see the employer's perspective saying, you know, obviously, if you did do what the police is alleging, that's a problem. You'll agree with me. Obviously, if you didn't, then, then you're, you're, you know, your hands are, are clean. I can see the employer saying, I'm going to suspend you pending that. But the reality is for the employer to suspend you, it would actually have to be a suspension with pay. All right. They they wouldn't be able to suspend you without pay. And most employers are not going to do that because at the end of the day, they don't want to pay you for 15 months because if they suspend you without pay, that's imposing discipline already. So if you're now suspended without pay, you can treat your employment as being terminated. That's a constructive dismissal, which means you're owed severance. The employer generally does not have a right to suspend you without pay. Certainly you haven't been convicted. no, No one's proved anything that you've done anything wrong. Unless they've investigated themselves and their investigation showed that you've done it and they have reasonable reason to believe, at that point, they may be able to let you go. If they haven't done that, they don't have a right to suspend you without pay. 
only with pay. So you can treat your employment as, as terminated. How long have you worked there, Peter? Uh, 17 years. Yeah, so, uh, you know, in, in a driver position, you probably easily would be owed at least a year's pay, potentially more. So give me a call, Peter. Let's talk off air because you certainly don't have the obligation to sit at home and wait for this to, to, to change. They, they cannot suspend you without pay. Were you suspended with or without pay, Peter? Without pay. Without, there you go. Yeah, so, yeah. so and they don't have a right to do that, Peter. Give me a call off air. Uh, we, you may be able to simply just get your severance and move on. Peter, that number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We're talking about the things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we will. Uh, terms of your employment can't be changed in a significant way. Yeah, they they cannot, and mm-hmm. oftentimes an employer is going to try to do that: change your uh, work location, change your salary, maybe your responsibilities, uh, demotion. Uh, and they'll say, "Well, that's what the need of the business require, and if you don't like it too bad, you can leave." Well, no, it's not that simple. An employer does not have a right to change the terms of your employment in a significant way. Now, they may be able to make some minor changes, so they can move you from uh, uh, Young and Lawrence to uh, you know Young and Shepherd. Uh, that's fine, but they cannot move you from Young and Lawrence over to uh, Ajax, to Ajax, to, or, or to Burlington, or to Barrie. That's a significant change. They may be able to reduce your pay by a couple thousand dollars a year, but not by twenty thousand dollars a year. So they cannot make a significant change. Now, what happens if they do? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to accept that, which means you can treat your employment as having been terminated. We had a deal employer that you're going to pay me $80,000 and I'm going to work in Young and Shepherd. You've, you've broken that deal. That's no longer the deal. So my employment is terminated and you, employer, have to pay me severance. That's a constructive dismissal. So even if you resign as a result of that, that does not mean you don't get severance. You do. So whenever you're faced with a change like that, you can either accept it, fine, or you can say, no, that is too significant a change. I could get severance. My only advice, which is what I'll leave this point with, under no circumstances do I want anyone to resign without speaking to me first. Yeah, have to. Don't do it yourself. You otherwise, make a wrong you move. Actually, exactly. If yeah. you're otherwise resigning and it's not a constructive dismissal, then it's just a resignation and you don't get any compensation. You don't get EI. That's a problem. Things your employers don't tell you about the workplace rights. You get overtime even if you're on salary. Yeah, and I had actually a question already this weekend on that topic. So unless you're an exempt employee, for example, a manager may be exempt, IT professionals, pool cleaners, uh, you know, other professionals, doctors, engineers, uh, unless uh, you're an exempt employee, even if you're on salary, you're entitled to overtime. So if I'm uh, working at the, as the receptionist, I make $40,000 a year. I get overtime if I work more than 44 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, I get for any hours over 44, I get time and a half. No exceptions to that. So remember, people often think that overtime is only something that hourly employees get. If I get paid by the hour, I'll get overtime. Not true. You get overtime even if you're on salary unless you're exempt. Managers, professionals, IT professionals, etc. Most other employees do get overtime. Can you? Can they offer or can they legally give you lieu time in lieu of overtime pay? Absolutely. An okay. employer can give you time off in lieu of overtime as long as it corresponds with the amount that you earned as overtime. But either way, you have to be compensated for it. It cannot be ignored. It cannot. The employer can't say, well, it's all encompassed in that $40,000 we're paying you. You're on salary. You don't get overtime. That's illegal. Take a quick call before we go to a break. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe, what's your question? Hey, my, my question is, is I have somebody in work who's a boss, and uh, he's breaking all the, loose, uh, the, the laws, especially smoking, wearing safety wear. But uh, and uh, and he's hard to deal with, and the more I'm dealing with it, the more he's coming down on me, as an employee. So, uh, 
it's quite a situation, and I keep fighting it. So I'm going to the Health and Safety Act, and uh, I just want to know if you can give me some of my legal boundaries on it. Now, if this impacts your own health or your own safety, so for example, if, if this is a situation where he's smoking in close proximity to you and may impact your health, or maybe he's operating his equipment in a way that may impact you, uh, then, then if your health and safety is at risk, yes, you can actually uh, apply to the Ministry of Labor for them to come in and look at this and see if this creates an unsafe work environment, and you can't be penalized for that. Now, is there someone you can go over his head uh, to, to, to complain to in the workplace? Well, I went to health and safety. I'm working on that right now. I sent them some pictures. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tight situation. So that makes me the bad guy. I mean, uh, it is a union shop. Uh, I am a union representative. Right. And I'm getting harassed. But, of course, I can't prove it. And, uh, and the more I push issues, the more harassment I get, you know. So it's, it's a difficult situation. And... Uh, Usually, uh, Joe, for, for you to be able to do something about this, you'll need to show that it impacts you rather than, hey, wait a second, he's not doing what he's supposed to. Uh, and you need to show how it impacts you, your, your safety, your ability to do work. If you can show that, then yes, the union would have recourse to grieve and make some changes happen. If it just this guy is being allowed to do something that you're not, realistically, there's not going to be much you can do about it. Take a short break. The number in the meantime, as you know, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lior at employmenthour.com for email and one 821 5900 The Employment Hour continues on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. We'll uh, wrap up this week with uh, an email and get to the severance calculator. If you're not familiar with this little tool, it's uh, it's amazing. We'll get to uh, Lou in Burlington here says, I got into an argument with my team leader where I got uh, very frustrated at one point. I grabbed my briefcase and told him that I'd quit, walked out, was speaking out of frustration, obviously, didn't uh, didn't really mean it. Is there something I can do? Well, uh, you know, good question, Lou. And my hope is this. My hope is that this incident that you've just described to us happened very recently. So it's not something that happened a month or, or, or longer ago. And the reason for that is uh, a resignation like that, that happens in the heat of the moment. So we had an argument. We're not thinking clearly. Ah, just I'm blew my stack and I walked out of yeah. here. Yeah, it's not a real resignation. It's a heat of the moment. The law allows that to happen for it to still not be a, a, a resignation. But for it not to be a resignation, you have to take it back very quickly. You have to come to the employer right away and say, No, no, that that just happened in the heat of the moment. I want to continue working. If at that point the employer doesn't allow you to continue working, that becomes a termination. If he says, no, no, I heard you, John. You said yesterday that you're quitting, so you're out of here. No, that is a termination. The problem is if this happened a month ago and you haven't said anything and you haven't showed up to work, well, guess what? That is a resignation. So a resignation that happens in the heat of the moment is not a resignation as long as the employee takes it back right away or at least tries to take it back. So uh, if that's what happened to Lulu, give me a call off there. Let's talk about it and let me find out some more information. It may really be a situation that you're either entitled to your job back or if the employer refuses to give you your job back, you get your severance. What's the, uh, what's, what kind of over-under are we talking here as far as timeline to go back and say I didn't mean it? I would say probably two days, three on the, on the high end. Yeah, so. yeah, you know, I mean, weekend doesn't count, so let's say two, three work days tops. So six months is out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, six days is probably going to be out. Gotcha. Know, yeah. Severance pay calculator. How's it work? Well, yeah, you know what? We've already talked to a couple of people on the show today, and we've talked to hundreds of people over the last couple of years, and I talk to people like that every day. They just want to know how much severance they're owed. They, they're, they've been let go. They're about to be let go. They were let go a year ago, and they want to know if the severance is fair. Well, you can call us on the show. You can call me at the office, 
or you go online, severancepaycalculator.com. You punch in three or you put in three pieces of information, how long you've worked, your age, and the type of job. And it's going to tell you right there, free, quick, accurate, how many weeks or months severance you're owed. Mm-hmm. It's a really neat tool. Literally over 100,000 people have used it in the last year and a half. Uh, there's been articles written about it. Uh, other lawyers are not very happy that I created it because they would like people to, to pay them uh, to get that information. But in reality, is it's a really nice tool. It's really helpful. Many people have used it. And I got actually an email uh, this, this weekend from mm-hmm. someone that says, Lior, we have always listened to your show and we like what you have to say. You seem like, like you know what you're talking about. We never thought we'd need your services. Well, my wife was just let go uh, last week and we used your severance calculator and it said she gets 16 months and she got eight weeks. So I think actually, off. I, I'm, I'm a concerned about the advice you're giving yes, people now because obviously your severance calculator is very, very off. Well, it's not off. If it tells you that you get 16 months, then that's probably right about what she get. The fact that your employer only gave you eight weeks means that the employer is the one that's at fault. They're not the severance calculator. That's right. So I assure that person and I assure everyone listening to our show right now, the severance calculator is accurate. Go to severancepaycalculator.com or you can download the app on iPhone, iPad, Android. Use it anytime you want, even if you just wanted to know. And it also allows you to contact me directly from that uh, website. You just click a button if you want to. You don't have to. And it's going to send me the information. You and I can chat about it then. And if you have any questions outside of show hours, terminationquestions.com is a good resource as well, right? Absolutely. We answer questions there all the time, terminationquestions.com or uh, wrongfuldismissalquestions.com. Hundreds of questions have been answered. I answer those uh, on the weekend, during the week, myself and my colleagues. So if your answer to your question is not already there, ask me the question. Don't be shy. It's my job to give information. Terminationquestions.com, very neat tool. Wrap it up for another week, my friend. In the meantime, you want to get hold of Lior uh, starting, well, now when we're off the air, 1-855-821-5900, and always Lior at employmenthour.com. This has been the Employment Hour once again on AM640 and AM900 CHML.